Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Welcome, listener. I'm Prue Warren, and I'm here with Meredith Bond. Say hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. <laughs> That's very obedient of you. <laughs> okay, so it's the day after Thanksgiving. Make sure that our listener knows that we are thankful that he or she is listening. We're very grateful to our listener. And I'm grateful that I have Meredith to ask all my stupid questions to. <laughs> you have any anything you're thankful for Meredith? Prue I am thankful for your support and for your (laughs) patience with me that's ridiculous who on earth no no there's no I am not patient with you you I'm sucking information out of you as fast as I can absorb it (laughs) I am thankful to our listeners whoever they are and wherever they are, and whether they celebrate Thanksgiving or not, I hope that they can take this time to relax a little bit, to appreciate their families and their friends, as I have appreciated my family yesterday, and I am appreciating Prue here today. That's really good. That's much better than mine. (laughs) My other one was gonna be, I'm thankful for ice cream. You called me, you blew me out of the water. Once again, Meredith knows what she's doing. Happy Thanksgiving, listener. Happy Thanksgiving to you, everybody. Today on the Writer's Block Party (laughs) podcast, we're going to talk about a subject that has me fascinated as a novice writer. I'm very interested in the concept of beta readers because I I have a wonderful sister who reads what I write and says wonderful things to me. And I love her and I love her to read my books because she has nothing but nice things to say, but she's not a romance reader. So I begin to suspect that maybe there's information that I'm lacking and the concept of a beta reader. That's I'm curious. I'm curious. So Mary, from your position as the author of note, Give me an overview. What is a beta reader? How do I find them? What do I ask them? How long does it take? Why do I pay them? Help me. Help me. (laughs) Calm down, Pro. It's okay. (laughs) Everything's going to be just fine. It's all right. All right. Here we go. Tell me about beta readers. Okay. Beta readers are readers who are the people who would normally buy your books. So while your sister is a wonderful, wonderful person and a supportive sister for reading all of your books, as you very well know, she is not your typical reader. She is not your audience. She is not the person who would normally have gone out to buy your books. And the person you need for your beta reader is that person. So once you are well-established, you'll get your beta readers through your network, through your uh, list, your email list of Uh 
your um, newsletter list because those are the people who are really interested in reading your books and have lots of experience reading in your genre. And that's what you need. Somebody who has lots of experience reading in that genre. So, so can I, can I enlist my fellow authors as beta readers? Is that a good idea? Um, generally, no. Be- <laughs> I mean, um, only because authors will be more likely to be a harsher critiquer. Whereas a beta reader, they're reading for a good story, for fun characters, for interesting characters. I'm um, looking at of people who have agreed to be my beta readers, and I only have two who are not authors. So, and well, out of six, that's so that's a, interesting. That's okay, but just do be aware that. They, it, they have more knowledge of how to write and they know story structure and they know how a character arc should flow because they've studied it. Whereas a reader hasn't actually studied that they're a layperson. They're going on instinct and experience of reading. Whereas an author is going on experience of writing. Well, that is a very good point, but it wouldn't be. Okay. So, so. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be hung up on this concept of having, because I have four friends who've generously said, I'll be glad to be your beta reader. And they're all authors. So that would be a separate category, really. If I was having my book read by my fellow romance authors, they're not quite beta readers. They're, they're closer to editors. They're almost alpha readers. Almost. Yeah. Um, But hopefully, I mean, they know that they are beta reading. They know that they're not editing. And so hopefully they will be doing something more similar to what you would want from a beta reader mm-hmm. rather than from an editor. How many, how many, I mean, you have more books than you can count and you have lots and lots of readers. How many beta readers do you send your book to before you send it to proofread? Um, I try to send it to uh, six to 10 people for beta reading. Um, I actually end up sending about 20 or 30 copies out. Um, And because a lot of those people either don't respond or they don't send me good comments or they think that they're they're supposed to be writing me a review because they don't understand the concept of beta reading. Uh So I end up with lots of reviews and a few actual beta reads. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's really interesting. Do you write, do you, do you say it in your newsletter? You know, I'm getting close to needing beta readers. Is anybody interested? Yes, that's exactly what I do. And how and much I, education do you put into it? How much, what, I'm sorry? Education. How, how do you say to these people, I'll send you a free copy of my book before anybody else. And I know you're a super fan and you'd love that. But let me let me sit you down and walk you through what I actually need from you. That has to be hard. Yeah, I d- that is probably my problem. I don't do enough of that. Um, if I actually, what I do is I send out a notification to my newsletter readers saying, hey, I'm almost done my book and I'm looking for beta readers. And I say, 
I have a list of questions that I'm going to send you, and I would really appreciate it if, as you read the book, you thought about these questions so that at the end, you can answer them and send them back to me. Most people still think that what I'm looking for is a review. Hmm. They Either I'm not explaining it well enough, or they're not reading what I'm telling them, which it may be both. Okay, so is it, is it, is it, oh, that's interesting. Maybe it's the phrase beta reader. Maybe they believe, maybe we need a different a phrase. Yeah. But if I don't know what they reviewer. No, but you don't want it to be a reviewer. You don't want it to be a reviewer. If you say editor, they'll say, well, I'm not a professional editor. I can't do that. Right. That's why All right. beta reader works, but. People don't always get it. Well, I have something that our, our our listener does not have. I have, you kindly sent me your beta reader questions. Right. And when I read them, my, my first statement was, oh, my God, I don't think I want to know the answer to all these questions. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Like, was there a point when you felt the story started to lag or you became less than excited about finding out what was going to happen next? Where exactly? That's question four of your 18 questions, 19 questions. And that is, to me, opening yourself up to, I mean, you got to be tough to get your, if you have a, a real beta reader who's good at what they do, getting those comments back, I mean, you might need a little martini when you're finished reading them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't send out all of the questions to every beta reader. Um, you don't? I don't, I, because there are a lot of questions there, and I don't want to overwhelm them, mm-hmm. first of all. Second of all, hopefully and usually, they are so involved in the story, they're not thinking about the questions. But that's bad, though, isn't it? It is bad, and it's good. It's good that they... The- they got caught up in it. Yeah. But they got caught up in it. Yeah. Okay. So now my head is split up into more questions. How do you choose which of these 19 questions? And can I post the 19 questions in the show notes? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is that okay? Those are questions okay. that I have cobbled together from many years of looking up beta reader questions. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. Well, thank you. That's very nice. Listener. You can have the beta reader questions too. Um, go to the writer's block party podcast.com episode, whatever episode this is. I'll figure it out. Well, um, I think it's episode what? 12. I think it's episode 12. Episode 12. It's our even dozen. Uh, you've got 19 questions, but you say you don't always send the same ones out to your beta readers. And how do you choose which? I mean, do you feel like maybe there's a pacing issue and that's why you asked about when the story starts lag or how do you know what to choose? Yeah, it could be that. It could be who I'm sending it out to. So I know some of my my beta readers and I know what they'll look for. So that that helps too. Do you, you have an inner core. You have six to 10 people who you think will come back to you after 30 people get the manuscript. Um, I have a core of about three or four people who I know will get back to me. Um, And then I always just add new people because new blood is always good. New Mm -hmm. ideas, new thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
And those three or four people, they've stuck with you over time. Yeah, absolutely. That must be, I mean, that's more valuable than gold. I think so. So you can trust them. You know that that they're going to give you good feedback. Right. And of them, two of them are also my proofreaders. They're just really, really good at catching typos. And so I rely on them to be my proofreaders. Wow. So so your last step is beta reader because they're also your proofreader. Yes. Because my, my beginner's uh, path is editor, copy editor, beta reader, proofreader. Those four steps have to be accomplished. Right. Exactly. How often do you get comments back from beta readers and think to yourself, shit, I got to do some rewriting? I mean, does it happen? It's been through the editor. It's been through the copy editor. Now here comes a beta reader who's pointed out something that you hadn't known, no one else had noticed. I have not gotten that from beta readers. I have gotten that from reviews, actually. Because really? every now and then I will go and read my reviews on Amazon. <gasps> oh, God. And With a martini. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> a martini and a good sense of humor. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Lots of sleep. Lots of sleep that day. <laughs> wow. And and But people have pointed things out to me. And I have also had readers write to me and say, hey, I, how could you do this? Why did you do this? Why did the character do this? And I mean, it's, it's inspired that's a, books. It's a gift too. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. So inspired books, but do you ever go back to the book that they wrote you about and say, I'm going to re-release this with a different ending? No. You just don't? No, because actually I had a really long debate with my daughter about this. She thinks that once it's written, it's canon. It's set in stone. You cannot rewrite it. Um, I think that you can. <laughs> yeah, I think that you can, but I understand her point of view. Just because I anything that I write would become canon. Sure, absolutely. It's part of the lore. Don't mess with it. <laughs> the gospel, according to Prue Warren. <laughs> Um, okay, so you find your beta readers through your newsletter. Do you ever? Uh, how do you how do you thank them for this for this generous thing they're doing, or do you? They are thanked by getting a free copy of the book. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? I see. Yes, and actually, Amazon states that you cannot pay people for reviews, and this is kind of the same thing. But it's not. I mean. It's really not, though. But would you have, do you expect your beta readers when you put the book up on Amazon to write you a little blurb? Yes, they always do. They always write reviews for me. The beta readers do. Yeah, they do. And is that is that a known thing? I, I mean, is that understood? Do you educate them to do it? Mm -mm, they just do it. Okay. Because as I say... I have two lists of people. I have my beta reader list and I have my reviewer list. And some people I specifically say, I need you to beta read and here are the questions. And some people I specifically say, I need reviews. Here's the publication date. 
Okay, so that is two different things, though. Mm -hmm. Your beta readers do not automatically write you a review. They all end up doing so. Just because? I mean, okay, how do I whisper in the ear of my six lovely beta readers, four authors and two non-authors, one of whom is my sister, once again, not a romance reader. How do I let them know that it would be uh, expected? It's common. I would like it if they would write a review. I mean, how do you how do you do that? When you receive their comments, you write back thanking them profusely for their insights and the time that they took to read the book and think about it. And at that time, you can say, if you wouldn't mind, please also writing me a review, I would greatly appreciate it. That's awesome. That's really smart. Now, okay, uh, this we're wandering out of beta reader and into this concept of reviews, but my book will not be available for download until January 12th. And my beta readers are going to get back to me in the next couple of weeks. So they can't actually post a review on Amazon until the book comes out. And then even then, Amazon is going to want them to have purchased a copy before they review it. Isn't that right? No, you don't have to have purchased a copy to review. You do have to have purchased $50 worth of stuff from Amazon. At, at, at any point. At any point. Charcoal briquettes would do. Yeah. But okay. I mean, I think it needs to be within the past six months or maybe the past year. You have okay. to have purchased six fifty dollars worth of stuff in order to leave a review, but you do not have to have purchased that item. Well, that's lucky. Okay. Because it's not available for purchase yet. How sh- they can't leave the review until it actually is available for purchase. Right. Okay. All right. So people who write me now and say, loved your book here's what you got wrong. And incidentally, what I got wrong is all related to guns. I have an FBI agent who's clearly carrying the wrong weaponry. Thank God I've got a beta reader who knows weaponry. (laughs) It's all, it's all one word for me. Um, I need to say, okay, but we're, we're, we're months out from when my book releases. So would you say thank you for your review? You're really great. I'd love a review when it comes out. Or would you say thank you for your review? You're really great. And then wait. And on January 12th, when the book comes out, I send everybody a little note that says, write me a review. Yeah, the day before. And also that day. Both. Uh-huh. i got to put this on the list. Put it on the list. Yeah. Okay. So that's debater readers. Oh, day before, day of. Uh, reminder. Mm-hmm. Let's. I, I, I'm. I'm venturing off the topic. ARC, Advanced Reader Copies. We call them ARCs. Mm-hmm. Do we say the word ARC or do we say ARC? I say ARC. You say ARC. Okay, that's me. I don't know if anybody else does. And once I get back from the proofreader, and I make all the proofreaders edits, and I clean up the copy, and I format it the way Meredith Bond taught me how to format it. Thank you, Meredith Bond. Um, then I have an advanced reader copy, electronic format. And I send that off to any blogger who's interested. I send it to anybody who's interested, right? Yes. Send it, Send um, a Mobi file, which is the Kindle format, and mm-hmm. send an, and or send an EPUB. Do not send a PDF. 
unless they specifically ask for it and give a good reason because a PDF is much easier to pirate. (gasps) (laughs) You know, that's an important point, but the idea of anybody wanting to pirate my book, I'm like, I don't don't think we're quite there yet, but you're right. By God, I'll hold on to my intellectual property if I can. Okay. Not a PDF. How do I, uh, how do I, how do you, how do I find reviewers? I mean, I only okay. have these readers. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Reviewers also from your fantastic email list. Um, reviewers also from a number of other sources, which I will share with you and with our wonderful listener. There are a couple of websites. Um, there is a website called Booksprout where you can put your book up and people find it and will review it. They get a free copy. There is another website. Anybody can wander by and just get your book. Yeah. Why does anybody anybody go to Amazon then? Because uh, they are tracked by the website. And if they do not leave a review, they will not be allowed to take another book. Okay, that's clever. Okay, Booksprout. That's that's excellent. There's another website that does the same thing called Story Origin. One word. Okay. Storyorigin.com. And there are other review sites where you can find reviews, where you can find people to review for you. And uh, there's one that is associated with, I want to say bargain booksy, and I can't just, I couldn't find it today. I was looking around and then my internet was wonky. And so I didn't actually find it. Um, But there's another one that's really good that where you can find reviewers. That's Um, awesome. Now, if you were beginning. And there's also, also a number of Facebook groups that, Mm. that provide reviewers. Uh, I will put them in the show notes. I don't have them off the top of my head. Awesome. Awesome. I'll be looking in the show notes. Um, You have reviewers from your newsletter and you go to them before you publish. If you were a novice, would you be using any of these? I mean, do you advise me to go to Booksprout and put my book up once it's formatted and ready to go? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Because they are real reviewers there. And because you want as many reviews as you can get. Also, um, for romance authors, there is the there are many bloggers who write reviews, and you should take advantage of those because those are more legitimate in quotation marks. Hmm. So, um, uh, smart bitches, they are really really harsh. <laughs> they are. They're they're super harsh. But if you get a halfway, even if you get like a B from smart pitches, it's amazing. A B is like an AA plus, plus, plus. Okay. (laughs) Seriously. Um, Dear Author also writes reviews. And there are many, 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 many more. um, Okay. Now, when you said, you said they're legitimate, like it was in air quotes. What, why? What, legitimate to who does Google read them? Does Amazon read them? Who's counting legitimacy here? 
Um, yes, yes. Google and Amazon do because they are established bloggers. Um, also, romance readers may know their names and know that they are real reviews. Oh, In Detail Magazine. That was another one. In in detail or in detail? I-N apostrophe capital D T-A-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> in Detail Magazine. In Detail Magazine. Okay. Um, and you have to pay. If you have to pay? Yeah, those. They, I think you have to pay them to review okay. your book. But if okay. you do well, then it can be really, really good because it's a well-known romance magazine. If Smart Bitches writes a review of my book mm-hmm. and I get a C or a B or an A plus with hearts and flowers, um, that's known to their readers, but they don't automatically post it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, no, you have to post it on Amazon. But I would, though. If I got a review, I would then myself go in and list it on Amazon on my author page or on the book page? Um, on the in your author central uh book page yeah so you go to author central and you choose the book and you can put there's a space there to put in reviews shoot girly we're gonna have to talk about this okay um all right that's awesome i mean there's a lot of information here we wandered far from beta readers and got into reviewers so we need to put that in our description of the show notes because this is more than we bargained on couldn't i couldn't stick with just beta readers um okay i'm going back to beta readers to me i want to make sure we finish that topic i don't uh do anything else for my beta readers except thank them very much and hope they'll write a review but there's no other expectation of um i don't know praise acknowledgement or anything no no compensation um, um, you can certainly mention them in your acknowledgments and or dedication. Okay. All right. And also I have off offered all four of the authors who have agreed to help me that I will be a beta reader for them, but I think I'll be a better beta reader now because I won't be editing them. I'll be doing it as a reader, not as an author. Right. But with all of the knowledge that you have accumulated as an author. Okay. What happens? <laughs> Sorry, sorry for all these hypotheticals. I'm not nervous about this. But a beta reader finds something that is really, you missed it, or an opportunity that you missed. I mean, to keep my book on schedule, I need to spend a couple days with my beta reader comments and then move on to the proofreader. My, I need to keep my schedule. Mm-hmm. So I have to be pretty confident in myself. Maybe all the beta reader comments I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to. Right. They are just somebody's opinion. And they are just one person's opinion. Now, if all six people come back with the same issue, then you should stop and listen to that. But if they... That's... Yeah. Yeah. You can see how a lack of confidence would definitely be a detriment. Because like if my editor, my amazing editor, Angela James, said, you've got a problem, then I stop and I rewrite. And the copy editor said I had a problem, I probably would rewrite. It's just hard to know where in the, in the scope of creative opportunity 
you put the comments of a beta reader. So you're right there. It's, it's opinion. It's not, it's not necessarily educated. Right. I'm going to let you know how my beta readers come back to me. One of them already has with a lot of information about weaponry. <laughs> Which is great. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly the sort of thing that not I didn't catch and the copy editor didn't catch and nobody caught. The difference between a gun and a revolver and a Ruger and a Glock and a what did the FBI carry? I don't know. It's a gun, isn't it? All right. Um <laughs> What other thoughts do we have on beta readers? I don't think so. Use them. Yeah. <laughs> Use beta readers. Um, and and when somebody comes back to you, one of your beta readers comes back to you and says, I am experienced in X, Y, and Z, like your author who knows, your beta reader who knows guns. Right. Then feel absolutely no compunction in trying to mine them for all of their knowledge. <laughs> right? That's yeah, that's a good idea. Anytime I have weaponry in my books, I'm going back to this person. Exactly. Because yeah, I mean, why that's what they're there for. And they are offering you that information for free and being very generous and very kind and you thank them uh both personally, through email, and also in the book. But there's no reason why you shouldn't keep going back to that person for more information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until they mm -hmm. get pissed, you know? <laughs> Until they get, they get mad. Well, that's where acknowledgement helps. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And when you acknowledge them, of course, you should do it in the way saying, I have received expert information from this person. You name them. Any further mistakes in this work are my own. Right, 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 right. That's smart. Right. That's smart. Because I feel I feel reasonably confident there will be more mistakes. Yeah. Safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Meredith. This is going to be a slightly shorter episode, but I have... I've reached my capacity on the subject of beta readers and reviewers. I'm sure there's more to do on both, but uh, I can't take any more in. I, I've got a lot to put in the show notes, though. Okay, yeah. And I will add some, too, as well. Good. Because um, there are a lot of Facebook groups that where you can find both beta readers and uh, reviewers. And, um, oh, I came across Nathan Bransford who is a very, very well-known agent, literary agent. He has his own forum, sort of a bulletin board online, where okay. you can get critiques and beta reads, as well as learn all sorts of wonderful writing information. He is a very, very generous person with his uh, sharing of information, and people go on to his forums and share even things that he doesn't know or doesn't talk about. And so, um, yeah, I highly, I follow him, his blog. And then today I, I found his forum, which is great. Bransford? Yes, B-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-D. Bransford, okay. Nathan. Nathan Bransford. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's excellent. Uh, the Facebook groups, do they focus on romance? 
No. Or I mean, there are one. some that focus on romance. I was looking at some more general ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. The Facebook groups will, will monitor to make sure they're not just buying your book and reading it. No. As opposed to. No, and they're also not monitoring that they are not uh, pirating your books either. Right, right, right. Book Sprout and Story Origin, those both make you write a review where you don't get to download the next book. Exactly. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool feature. If you had limited pennies and were willing to be a reviewer, you could be on Book Sprout and read all your books for free. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're willing to write a review. Mm -hmm. And I hate. I hate when I've come across a book that I don't like, a book that makes me roll my eyes, I can't leave a review because that book was someone's baby. I would hate to leave a review for a book I didn't like. Very few people have that compunction, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'll gear up when it's time to read reviews. I'll, I'll make sure I've had a lot of sleep and some chocolate nearby. Yes. And make Next. sure that you never, ever respond. <laughs> Do not engage. Next week, Mary, our chosen topic is going to blow my mind. I don't know how you're going to handle this. It's called defining success. And I do not even know the beginnings of the outline of how to define success. I mean, if you're not defining success in dollars, oh, it's confusing. Anyway, next week, next defining week. We will right. attempt for ourselves, because it's really a very subjective point of view, very subjective topic. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So next week is defining success. Yes. And listeners can write in with questions. We Absolutely. would be delighted. Listeners write in with questions. The listener. Our, our, our one, the third person in our group, our listener. We know who you are. We're watching you drive down the road or do the laundry. We think you're awesome, listener. Um, we take questions happily at the writersblockpartypodcast.com. And we would be grateful for a review or a number of stars or whatever on uh, Apple. Uh, and uh, share with your writer friends because here we are. And we would love to betray my ignorance to all the world. We want everyone to know just how ignorant and how ridiculously arrogant I am <laughs> to think that I've got the answers. <laughs> Why, who, could who could resist? Ignorance and arrogance. What could be better? <laughs> All right, Meredith. Thank you very much. And I'll talk to you next week and we'll define success. Absolutely. Thanks, Prue. Bye. That's it. For the Writer's Block Party this week, we don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week.